you're listening to episode 305 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this episode, we review Marvel's 33rd entry in the MCU, The Marvels, and the implications that come from it. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you each and every week by comicbookclick.com but as always, I am not alone, sir if you could please introduce yourself. What's going on everybody, it is I, Alex aka B-Roke but ready to battle it out for the Marvels. Oh, yeah, we got a lot we're going to be talking about today with the Marvels. So much so that I've called in the cavalry. Uh, Others, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. Yo, it's your boy, A-Rob, the Marvel God. And I'm here with our boy, the Don, and our boy, Alex, man. I'm here to talk about the Marvels, man. I'm ready for it. Yes, um, this is it, this is quite ironic. Last week, me and B-Roke were talking about the the absolute collapse, quote unquote, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, just shy of one of the most talked about TV finales and um, talked about film releases in quite some time between the um, Loki season two and uh, the Marvels. We'll be covering Loki season two next week. The Marvels is what's going to be on the plate today. But before we do any of that, uh, A Rob's on the show, so you know what we gotta do. A Rob likes to go and scour the headlines for the juiciest, saltiest sometimes pieces of uh, news, speculation, and rumors out there in the multiverse. So, without further ado, here is the astonishing, the uncanny, the magnificent, the marvelous A Rob the Marvel God bringing us some news. <laughs> always always with the dopest introductions i always appreciate it but today i'm gonna keep it light since we have to talk about a lot with the marvels but on the plate we have deadpool you know we have loki and we also have well i guess the marvels and captain america uh brave new world which was also known as new world order don't i forget the name change but yeah, it must have a lot going on there's a, yeah, there's a lot going on with captain america for a man but first, we're going to get into uh, Deadpool. So far, the only slated movie to on Marvel's slates for 2024 is Deadpool 3. And if you guys don't know, Deadpool 3 is going to be... It, it's going to do $2 billion. I'm calling it. It's going to be a <laughs> multiversal collision of all the Fox universes and Marvel universe. And just it's going to be just jam-packed. A culmination of just Deadpool's story of family, love, and self-discovery with all the already goodness that Deadpool brings to the silver screen. <laughs> B-Rogue, what do you think about that? One MCU film for the entirety of next year. I am all for it. Slow the train down, <laughs> pace it out, and I mean, what better movie to not only increase the hype that the MCU should get back to, but the movie that's going to be used to put everything back into line. Like I yeah. this this movie this movie is gonna both get rid of all the excess because they're gonna do multiversal stuff 
and then oh, yeah. all of that all of that is going to then put it all on back on a track much much like oh can't say it can't make can't make any loki references quite yet right, right, if you know right, if you know yeah. what if you know what i'm talking about if you know what i'm talking about getting stuff right. back yeah. into alignment you know so uh, no 100% i i think like you guys said i think it's ironic um that it is this film that will be the only film coming out next year um something else that's pretty interesting is that means that they'll have for the first time in about a full year the ability to have both the actors and the writers and everybody on deck, right, with the strike that happened this year, uh, they can have the full promotional train just run off the tracks as soon as next year starts with promoting this film. Um, I think it initially was supposed to come out in May. Uh, hey, Rob, am I right to say that it got moved to July? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I heard um, because with the with the strikes and stuff that a lot of the MCU films had uh, changed release dates. That one included, um, and so you're talking about a good seven months to just yeah pump and promote and have Ryan Reynolds do commercials with Hugh Jackman for seven months. Oh you man, know? can you imagine oh, the Super man. Bowl commercial for Deadpool three? It's gonna be That's insane. <laughs> That's where you're going to get all the cameos and the, this, that, and the third um, stuff almost confirmed by what we saw and what we'll be talking about later. But uh, super duper interesting that they're going that route. Um, and I, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know about $2 billion, but I do think that this film has, has enough to get them to a number that they'll be happy with. Uh, and, and I believe when the strike happened, it was like, it was a good ways of of filming at that point. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, it, it did get delayed, but only by a couple of months. Whereas I think Craven, right, is moving all the way to next year. Uh, yep. Like, no one's, no one's asking about it, but it is. <laughs> it has moved. I mean, what was that? What was that you mentioned? The, the Craven? Craven movie? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Raven, they're giving Teen Titan a home movie. Mm. Hold on. Well, speaking of Sony, I forgot there is some news about madam web by the time that this episode will come out that we will have a madam web trailer interesting Woo! we can finally <laughs> figure out what any of that is what, what it's been what it is we maybe this is the, the first theme. time i'll right. be excited with a trailer but i'm kind of i'm kind of on the fence because last time i saw a sony trailer like like a lion bled into a cut and then he got superpowers <laughs> or something like that. And so I'm very confused as to what this might be. Uh, Biro, how does, are you excited for the potential Madam Web film? No. <laughs> <laughs> resounding, resounding no. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. It's so, so, Sony. <laughs> Sony's track record speaks for itself. I what what is there to look forward to? You know, look what they've done with Morbius. Look what they're doing with Craven. Do I need to say more? Like, what excitement do I have to 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 have to debase any potential excitement off of? The right, only right, thing right. that got me a little excited was when I did see the announcement about a trailer. Is apparently. Ezekiel, I think, is being made mention of in this. Yep. Right? Ezekiel Sims. That's the guy who wore no, wear no shoes, right? Yes. <laughs> the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 business suit Spider Man, you know. 
but yeah, I really yeah. liked him as a character in the comics, uh, and I like the idea of using him for that launch pad of 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 into the into that multiverse. So I, I but it, the character's getting me excited. The project itself still makes me go, "Why does this exist?" Yeah, you know, I, feel um, that. <laughs> you know I, I I feel that to a, like to a certain degree, like because of the out of all the Sony characters under Spider Man's umbrella, Madam Web, and not just like the Madam Web that we remember from the animated like '90s cartoon, like the old version of her, but the current modern version of her. You know, yeah. played by Dakota Johnson. You know, mm-hmm. not that many people know that character unless you've read Spider Verse or Into the Spider Verse or you know Spider Get. You know, just any of the Spider Verse tie-in comics, which are people don't read or because they're tie-ins. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering here though because knowing what I usually know about Madam Web, um, I'm wondering if you know when like a joke comes out and like it's funny and then like your uncle tells it and it's like a little bit less funny and then like your boss tells it and you're like you're like way late to the game madam webb's whole thing is like this whole mastery of the multiverse right <laughs> like that's right that's the thing or at least mastery of like all seeing time is it timelines she's she has the ability to perceive realities if, if if i'm not mistaken and if you go into the spider verse of it all then you're talking about the multiversal spider totems etc and so forth um wondering if people got the stomach for that with everything that's what we've been eating how we've been eating uh lately but it doesn't look like it's stopping <laughs> i've seen invincible <laughs> and stuff i mean i if people are not ready for doppelgangers and multiverse and uh and all this stuff i i can't help but think given um rumors about what the trailer could entail that this is another piece in this grand web <laughs> uh, you know to to you know to to that is supposed to branch not only what the mcu is doing but kind of sony tangentially same way they're doing with spider-verse mentioning dr strange and and etc and so forth so um we'll see how close it is like i said venom popped in spit out a symbiote and popped out and we don't know what the hell is going on there so <laughs> i right. want to see how close they are to tying any of this stuff up and they must be being quiet about this because this must be some sort of secret connector okay oh i see what yeah i can see that you know i can see how matter will could connect all these sony movies to a certain degree maybe maybe and and then maybe even some marvel movies or just spite or just um holland what if she's like oh, there's yeah. one far too far this one you know that i can't access i don't know why i can't see him because i can't remember his name because there was some spell that a wizard did or something like that <laughs> but yeah they, they they can find a way to like patch all that stuff together i think um nice. and make it really interesting all right and speaking of spells uh, i did speak about some loki uh, earlier uh no spoilers about the loki show but since the show is over tom hilderson has gone on report and saying like you know he's done playing the characters it's been a culmination of 14 years playing the character it's been like the best experience of his life you know so on and so forth but mm-hmm. in a recent like interview on a on phase on the phase zero podcast you know, he received letters from Kevin Feige and S- and uh, Luis uh, Esper- Esperetto. What's his name? 
I, I forget his name, but I know what you're talking about like Victoria Alonso, like the people that work work over there in Marvel Studios. Yeah. Um, they're basically saying in letters that, you know, the door is wide open. And the way Tom Hiddleston was talking on that podcast, he he is down to come back to play Loki. And I and I assume that's gonna happen sometime to, down the line in Secret Wars. Like this 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 can't be the end to this man's story. I mean, it's a great ending, but we still yeah. want more Loki, you know? <laughs> I I feel like no rules apply once we get to Secret Wars. That's why, like, whenever they would like, oh, they're gonna try to bring back the old Avengers. I'm like, yeah, they're I want everyone. I want, like I said again, <laughs> Nick Cage as Ghost Rider. I want his ass showing up. Give me Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Like, this is the only time you'll ever be able to do this, and it makes sense. And you have the money. Like, if anyone has the money, you have the money. You have the catalog. Not only do you, uh, you know, bring nostalgia, which has been a proven box office thing for certain properties, especially things like Spider-Man, but... Um, then you retroactively add value to those things. Now a kid seeing Ben Affleck's Daredevil for the first time, like, what the hell is that? And his father's going, I'll show you, son. <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> now they're buying the special edition. You know, they were never going to buy it, but they're buying it now because now he's relevant. Now, what, what, what is this? Tell me the story of, and same thing with, with, um, how they're going to like introduce things like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine with Deadpool three and uh, that whole universe and stuff. It's all just going to add so much um, to what we've already seen. So yeah, pull the trigger on all of it. I say like, okay, Loki's, right, Loki's here. Bring along, bring another Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston famously never auditioned to play Loki. He auditioned to play Thor and they gave him Loki. So right. if anything, put him in secret wars as Thor. That's <laughs> <As> another <laughs> Thor. <laughs> There is you know, a version of the comics. There, that you have is, our that Thor fighting, and then Loki shows up, and he's like, "You need help, brother." He's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know, there right? Is. No, I need that. I need, I need yeah. this. I need the sun to shine down on the Odinson brothers again. I need that. Yeah, I 100%. need that. I mean, what a what a reunion that would be, right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be. There wouldn't be. There wouldn't be a dry eye in the audience. And what's crazy is. He's the only guy that can have us repeatedly go up and down this roller coaster because Loki's been here, gone, here, gone, here, gone, over and over again. He's still putting our heartstrings. Actually, so as soon as, as soon as you see a story, you're gonna hear that that classical music, that 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 sad, somber music of the with the strings, yeah, <laughs> with the strings, yeah. He's like, brother, yes, brother, it's me, yes. and I'd love to explain. But not now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a bit tangled. You see, <laughs> right? For Asgard, for Asgard, oh, for the multiverse. Oh, we all don't want to spoil it. Here we go. Here oh, we, go, we gotta talk we about. Go. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about all that. Anything else on your plate, brother? Oh uh, well, uh, let's see. Did we talk about Captain America four? I mean, it's really not much to talk about. It. It's just, it's just more reshoots. More re well, the movie's getting entirely rewritten and reshot. Apparently, from the te the test footage uh, that it was shown, it was it apparently god awful. That, yes, they're supposed to be going over extensive reshoots, months of reshoots. I believe they're going through the reshoots. I don't believe in the test stuff. I'm I'm actually a bit. <laughs> I'm wondering if. <laughs> the introduction of a certain hero <laughs> uh, named Sabra in this film. 
<laughs> given the current events that are going on right now in the world, uh, I don't know if the world is ready for all of that, or if Marvel itself is ready for all of that. Um, uh, uh, Sabra was a uh, very proud uh, Israeli uh, superhero. I believe even had the Star of David on her chest. Um, uh, I saw a panel uh, earlier this week of her saying, like, um, the Hulk made her see a, a Arab child as a human. So, like, it, it's it's a bit this it's a bit touchy. And this character was supposed mm-hmm. to be making her debut in in Captain America four. And depending on how much in the wow. film she is, um, wow. Now, okay. I I can't prove that any of this is that. But I think some of this is that. I mean, I mean, when you say it like that, I, I, I just, I just think, uh, and you could Google it, people at home. S A B R A, I believe, is the name of the character. Um, and there are articles written up. People are making up their own minds about how much she'll be in this film now, moving forward, or you know whether or not she even had a big part at all. And maybe this is all just really, maybe they didn't like what they saw and they're changing it all up. But we were told things about Adamantium. We were told things about the leader. There was a whole bunch of exciting speculation going on with this film. Um, they're gonna want it to do well because all the other Captain, literally that Captain America trilogy only went up. So, you know, if you're gonna do number four, you got some humongous shoes to fill. I probably bigger than than majority of sequels, um, save Black Panther, uh, you know, really, really big shoes to fill with Captain America for. So take your time, whatever, whatever you have to do there. (laughs) Please, please take your time, because I'm sure they're going to have to introduce the X-Men. They got to rectify what happened with the Eternals. There's a Celestial and Indian Ocean. Yeah, I got things to do. There's there's a what? Where? (laughs) So long ago. Huh? It was so long ago. Oh, there was like a rumor that they're working on Eternals too. Did they wake oh, somebody yeah. up? <laughs> Did somebody wake up and go, "Oh my god, my alarm! I was supposed to be working on Eternal two five <laughs> months ago." <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I guess Eternals two dude, is coming. Dude, dude woke up like, "Oh, COVID, COVID, uh, right? COVID, right?" I'm like, nah, man, we passed bro, COVID, bro. Like, serious, like man. a, like a fish in a fishbowl. A big ass celestial just poked his head through the atmosphere and said, "I'm and here to judge all of y'all." No one nothing. nothing no one said nothing. No one said. I tell you this right now. Since. That celestial's got low self esteem right now, bro. Somebody pay me attention, please. Maybe that. Maybe that's what. Maybe they're setting a precedent. Maybe. I just I, I I figured it out. Maybe that's the presidents they're setting. They're doing so much crazy stuff and having no one talk about it, so that when they just introduce the mutants in the laziest way possible, we're like, "How the hell were there mutants on this planet this whole time?" And we ain't know. They're like, "There was a celestial in the ground, and ain't nobody talk about it." <laughs> Somebody showed up over here, ain't nobody talk about it. There's people living in the ocean. <laughs> people living in the ocean, ain't nobody talking about it. Like, they just send. They send. They send hey, no, the <laughs> They send the ground for it, bro. That's it. Oh my god. Don't goodness. talk no more. Love is about I mean, to be there's a whole other dimension of kung fu fighting people with a, a water dragon. Why don't we talk yeah. about it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In the darkness, bro. Out wait, wait, there. wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are there any memes about this stuff? Then I'm clueless. <laughs> uh, then I'm clueless. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I can get educated. <laughs> I'm going to figure this stuff out. Gang, gang. Uh, but that's all. I think that's all I have on the news side of things. I mean, well, we could talk about, I'm just, uh, I guess with 
a little bit about Captain Marvel or I guess the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's box off box. Well, off, we, we we can get into it. We'll get it. We'll get into that when we get into. We'll get into that when we get into all of it. We're okay. gonna get into the. Yo, know, let's get into the whole sandwich that is the Marvels. Uh, okay. So. I mean. uh, so we gave we gave enough content for everyone who hates Brie Larson to listen to at least the beginning of this episode, and now we can get into all of it. So thank you, A Rob the Marvel God, for bringing us the news. So the Marvels is a 2023 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics, produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It's the sequel to the film Captain Marvel, a continuation of the miniseries Miss Marvel, and the 33rd film in the MCU. The film was directed by Nia DaCosta, who co-wrote the screenplay with Megan McDonnell and Elisa Karasik, featuring the characters Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau, and Kamala Khan, if stars Brie Larson as Danvers, Tiana Paris as Rambeau, and Iman Vellani as Khan, alongside Zawe Ashton and Samuel L. Jackson. In the film, Danvers and Rambo and Khan team up after they begin swapping places with each other every time they use their powers. At 1 hour and 45 minutes, it is the shortest MCU film, surpassing The Incredible Hulk and Thor. Uh, both of those were exactly 1 hour and 52 minutes each. Uh, the film experienced the worst weekend for an MCU film, grossing $41.1 million domestically. I think it's now at 109 worldwide on a budget of $250 million. Without Ooh. spoilers, what did you think? <laughs> uh, B-Roke, you have seen the film twice in theaters. What did you think? Without spoilers, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was it's it's a silly fun movie. You you go to the you're going to see this because of what the title of the movie is, the Marvels. You're going yeah. to see it for um, Monica Rambeau. You're going to see it for Cara Danvers, and you're especially going to go see it for Kamala Khan. Those three characters mm-hmm. for me shine. So if you go in there for those three, seeing how how they get to know one another and see how they grow as characters then you're mm. gonna enjoy yourself then then that's then that the the movie did its did its purpose so having watched it twice both times i was like okay this was this was fine this was it's it's not gonna change your world it, it's not gonna knock your socks off but it's it's not this atrocious mess that some people would have you think it, it is interesting a <clears throat> You know, I agree. Like it was fun. It was exhilarating. It was, it, it was, you know, it was the almost like the classic Marvel formula of, of slapping, you know, having characters from different franchises and you know getting them all together in like a, I don't want to say a, a mini Avengers like adventure, but that's what it kind of felt like to me, having all these different yeah. characters from the different shows and movies and whatnot. And, and like and like what B Rogue said, like it was it was really f- entertaining watching them on screen get to know one another and how to interact with one another once they started uh swapping powers and shouts out to the core choreography team getting that together because that looked yeah. really complex and it looked really dope on screen happening especially with all the fight sequences and you know yeah. it, it's not like you know winter soldier guardians uh in game infinity war level 
but it is still a highly enjoyable movie. You can sit down and watch it anytime and enjoy it. It has it had high stakes. It didn't have those no slow low moments, and it was a highly enjoyable movie for real. For real. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with both of you guys. I really like this movie. Uh, fun is the word I hear everybody saying, and it's hard to think of another word. Like that's literally the first word that comes to my mind, and sometimes I can say i get overly critical of any other medium i watch read listen to on occasion um and i was just thoroughly entertained by all of this now because i keep my ear to the ground with this stuff i had my expectations quite low with everyone like we used the metaphor last week already putting their uh, marshmallows on the stick above the fire that is the mcu's you know few flaming courts <laughs> Um, so, I'm, you know, I, I didn't really expect much. And I did also see the uh, Loki season finale prior to that without spoiling anything. I think most people have already heard it's pretty good. So I was in high hopes and low expectations. All I had to do was clear the middle. I knew what, that they're capable of amazing. And I know what the bottom is for me. We sat here and spoken on about superhero fatigue and certain things that just don't work for me. I just needed it to have heart have humor and a bit of spectacle and it managed to do all of that um there are not um i don't think there's moments on this that's going to go into top 10 mcu moments of all time but there's moments in this that made me laugh legitimately out loud and when you've seen as many of these films when when you've when you've been through this as much as you have uh, sometimes it doesn't happen, but there's there's a bunch in this that legitimately had me cracking up, um, and so I'm I made the mistake of saying that um, the movie was enjoyable even though it wasn't groundbreaking, and people are are flipping out online. Uh, we posted on behalf of comic book click, and there's a bunch of comments there, and then I was like, oh, you know, we haven't got any of the like uh, typical woke this woke that go woke go broke stuff i forgot i uh filtered for the for comments <laughs> i i felt i put a moderation for comments to have that word in it so you guys who are admins alongside me you can go and when you hit all comments you can go to comments hidden by this page automatically you'll see all the go woke <laughs> This is a woke this, this is a woke that uh nonsense. Obviously, don't engage with them. No one else can see them. They 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 are in the void. We've we've shot them through a jump point. But um they're food for Elias. Yes, 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 100 percent Ah, nice. Yes, they get it, they get it cleaned up. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna have fun saying this is fun. I don't care how much money it makes. Now, obviously, that's going to affect the studio, and maybe they should think about how they strategically put these films out, promote them, and stuff like that. But I don't think that's on the on any of the cast in this. I don't think that's on Nia DaCosta, who I think does a great job. There are moments in this that make me like Carol more in her, this film than as one third of this film than an entire film that she had, which just shows you going the difference in directing styles. You know, there's there's expressions and things she did in this that made her feel more human and more enjoyable and more well-rounded as, yeah. an, as an actress and as a character. Um, so it's like if I, I it, it, and it also moved the overall MCU plot, which is something we've been begging <laughs> anything to do for the longest time, like kind of give us 
acknowledge the information we know and move us over a little bit. Get us closer to whatever is going to happen. And we have one of the biggest clues ever about what might be happening or going to happen very soon in the MCU with the post credit of this film. So I uh, recommend it. Um, if you if you're really like on the fence about it and you really truly want to wait, you could wait. But again, it 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 goes past in a breeze. There's never because it goes past in a breeze. The pacing I think is pretty amazing. There's a lot of there's a lot to be said. I think one of the biggest criticisms I'm seeing online is that the villain is kind of one note. Um, but in my opinion, the villain is only here as like a symbolic, like plot point, like <laughs> to get from one place to another in many ways like a lot of the phase one kind of phase two villains were to kind of just to set up those characters for what they were going to be able to do uh later on um yep yeah like you if, hit the if nail that, right on the head <laughs> you know that that that's that i I'm, i didn't leave going oh my god they she need they needed to fight you know uh, annihilist or anything like that you know like i this was fine right. for this story i learned something more from all three of these uh, leads from fighting uh, this character. So I go, I'm going to go ahead and recommend it before we get into our spoiler-filled uh, recap and review. Um, what do you guys say? Would you recommend this film? Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, even if it, before it comes out on Disney+, Plus, I highly recommend people to see this film. It's fun. It's exciting. And I want to say it's it's kind of something new. We don't really see like the you know the body swapping thing in movies, you know. Yeah. So I kind of appreciated seeing that. <laughs> and plus, it's on and plus on the heels of this one of the greatest endings of a show. Like it's 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 culminating for a good like almost I want to say a good weekend for Marvel. So you know, go see it. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would definitely recommend going to watch it. I mean, anytime you get to watch a movie of this spectacle. You got to go watch it in theaters. I don't. I don't oh. care how good your house setup is. I'm tired of people telling me, "Oh, I got an 80 inch TV and I got 7.1 surround sound." Okay, that's not an IMAX or Dolby Cinema theater. I don't care. Go see this in the movie theater. I I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like there are some beautiful shots in this film. There's some very beautiful shots set up. The cinematography in this film it, it can be quite. A beautiful awe-inspiring especially the beginning sequences in space in the dark really 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 some inventive stuff um okay let's get fully into this film and as you know we'll i'll be doing the recap we'll be stopping at various points just discussing what's going on if anything comes to you guys mind you know shout it out yep, yep. so um our film starts off with our antagonist kree supremer and accuser Darben finding what we now know is a quantum band, uh, but it resembles the bangle worn by Kamala in Miss Marvel. Now, obviously, we're jumping ahead a bit, but quantum bands, guys, we got quantum right. bands now, right? We finally that's, got a name for them. That that's also pretty big. That's Quasar, or at least to my knowledge, Quasar was one of the holders of the quantum bands. Yeah, um, is is uh blue marvel as well does he have a history with the quantum bands i can't remember wendell oh wendell vaughn yeah wendell vaughn well wendell I mean, vaughn was a quasar quasar yeah, he's got a history 
Yeah, that's Quasar. He's got a the Blue Marvel. I can't remember his real name. I'm not sure if he has a history with the Quantum Bands. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not sure. But uh, definitely Wendell Vaughn, as well as, if you want to take it back to, I believe it was Marvel Boy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, history. Yes. Wait, so we could get a Marvel Boy and have the Marvel, like more of the Marvels? Like, <laughs> yeah, we like, can. And, we, and, and, yes, and we another can. Young Avenger, too. Yeah, get, him, another, get another I, Marvel. And, 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 and who knows? Maybe we'll actually get, yeah, the actual Marvel, because he was yeah. also tied to the Quantum Bands as well. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um. So Darben makes it a note to say that the the bands were forged as a pair, but the other is missing, and she declares it her mission to find them both. Um. This is interesting because when we saw the bangle in Miss Marvel, it seemingly was on a Cree or around the Cree, where there was a blue skinned body uh, near when they found it. Um, so this kind of just connects those dots again, dots that we've been waiting to be connected for about two years now. So, you know, I'm yeah. happy that I'm happy that we got there. Um, when we, we then head to Jersey city where our Kamala Khan is creating Avengers fan fiction, where she teams up with her favorite superhero ever, Captain Marvel to take down a, a giant robot together. Her bangle suddenly lights up and she is teleported away just like the ending of her TV show. Guys, this is the introduction of Iman Vellani to the worldwide screens of the theaters in the MCU. What do you think? I thought she nailed uh, it. Yeah, man. Like, she was really fun to watch on screen. And every scene that she was in, you can tell she she was she was you could tell there was a Marvel fan on screen doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean. And not just that, but she captures that that wholeness of what it I mean, think about this. How many of us have had those dreams of of a fictional character that you like and imagining what it would be like to tag team with them? Yeah. In her in her world, it's the same as wishing to play a one on one basketball against Michael Jordan or LeBron James or play mm-hmm. on your favorite sports team. She can actually imagine what it would be like to team up with her favorite superhero which mm-hmm. is sick and seeing how she she sits there and draws and i like the fact that she's not perfect if you remember when she's drawing she's sitting there talking about oh i, I can never draw hands properly i can't <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, yeah. you know so it's it shows that she's not this perfect character and she's she's just totally into her her super her, her favorite superhero and it's just yeah. that's how she spent. She's sitting there jamming out to some to some cool tunes and just drawing. And you can see her room is is just total fangirling out for her character. And she's thrusted then into this adventure. Yeah, I think her attitude is uh, <clears throat> really contagious, and it's almost to me it's almost charming because. It reminds me of the early energy we had as MCU fans about this stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was, I was really like vibing with that, with Amon's character because of that. Even behind the he was like that. One of the best parts of this film to me is the ending of this film, which contextually makes absolutely no sense because no one would have knowledge of the, that, <laughs> that meeting to parody it. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't matter because she's an MCU fan, <laughs> so we kind of let it slide. But we'll we'll get there. But yeah, it's it's the most meta thing ever because it's a, a uh, actress 
who's a fan of the franchise she's in playing a character who's a fan of the people that she's <laughs> that she's fighting crime with. So it's working in a double-edged sword because she's there in the room and then, yeah, Captain Marvel does walk into the room and then Nick Fury walks into the room. You know, like, then uh, all the energy that she has for that is like, oh, yeah, I remember kind of a bit of that. I'm I'm willing to sit and soak with that, you know, the same way you you can kind of feel that um, energy when a child sees Santa, right? Just the magic that they yeah. see. Whether or not you believe in that magic, you can see that magic. And with Kamala on screen, she reminds you why we all are still on this ride. Thirty-three films later, you know, <laughs> we've been here, we've been here for quite some time. Uh, but we then head over to the emptiness of space, where Carol Danvers uses scroll tech to try to regain uh, memories lost. Uh, she uses like a like a scroll. Bluetooth thing to uh, log into <laughs> Disney Plus and watch Captain Marvel <laughs> to remind everybody what happened because it was four years ago. Um, and we see, <laughs> basically see the events of Captain Marvel play out, but we also see new memories we've never seen before where like Carol like destroys like a huge building. Um, the intensity of this memory jolts her awake and she receives a communication from Nick Fury who asks if she can investigate a surge in the jump point system because she's nearby. Nick also lets her know that Monica Rambeau, the daughter of her deceased friend Maria Rambeau, is working to collect more information. Carol seems apprehensive but agrees to still help. Um, I thought this was a cool reintroduction to the character. It wasn't a flashy, cool introduction. Like the last time we saw her, she was like going one on one with Thanos, pretty badass moment, and she was giving a bunch of badass moments in Infinity War and and also in um her own film. But this is kind of the beginnings of us seeing a vulnerable Carol um, that we will end up getting more into. And this was shot deliberately dark and empty. She'll go on later on to say that um, she's glad to have people on the ship. Cause she's not used to you know hanging with people but i think this right. beginning is very very cold and very kind of um lonely almost uh, on purpose but what do you guys think of this reintroduction of carol i was mm. feeling it i was i was honestly feeling it it, it, it fills in those gaps it lets you re remind you of those little of the, the details of the first uh captain marvel movie while also because it, it it also lets you know where in the in time we're at because that's something that's i was wondering about with this movie was where is this going to be taking place is this where does this take place after secret invasion does this take place uh during during the blip or what point maybe after the blip does this happen so it, it does a very good job immediately letting you know okay this is after the blip it's sometime after the blip, so much so that I, I'm pretty sure, even though I don't think anyone has gone officially saying that this takes place after Secret Invasion, because I know... I don't know how close Secret Invasion... I know this is confirmed to be the, the year 2025, um, because the events of Miss Marvel take place in the year of 2025, but I don't know um, how close to Secret Invasion, and I think that's on purpose. <laughs> I think on yeah. purpose we're not supposed to know which one came first, so that we can't have too many questions about <laughs> what I know should that's be going on and what shouldn't be going on. Right, because and not just that, but the Nick Fury in this movie feels very different than the Nick Fury in the Secret Invasion show. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Night and so, day. <laughs> so they, that was those, those two were very different. And but I could see how the events of this mo- movie lead into Secret Invasion. Same as opposed to the other way around. Uh, the, right, because yeah. if it's the other, if it's the other way around, it's like, yo, Nick, are, are you are you drinking? Yeah, you're taking some, you taking some medicine? Like, what's what's up with you? And not for nothing, and we'll get there. But like, there's almost a way that the events of this could have directly influenced Secret Invasion. Like, this is making that a bit better, but it literally could have. Like, you, there's a, a legit refugee sect that already has a militant leader <laughs> that could have once they got to earth been like you know what nah matter of fact we're taking all this and we can and watch us instead of having to make somebody up and then make up you know <laughs> a backstory in the 90s it, it, it felt like they were like reverse engineering something when they could have done it forward this way right um yeah what do you think of uh carol's reintroduction here rob I like the uh, flashbacks. It did help with the pacing of the movie to let us know, you know, like what what Carol was, what has she's been doing for the past thirty years, or oh, the the first thing that she did, like she said she was gonna do back in the nineties, was oh, yeah. <laughs> pull up on the gang, pull up on the ops, and just just raise everything. And I and once again, shout out to the comic accuracy because I was really curious about what the Supreme Intelligence was gonna really look like since Captain yeah. Marvel, and they showed it. I'm like, oh, it's the actual Supreme Intelligence, and she just yeah. killed like millions of like intelligent Cree and like soul minds in that collection of like intelligence. I don't think she knew, but you know, it was really a sledgehammer moment. It was really a, like a, a, like killing ants with a sledgehammer situation. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about why you don't do that later on <laughs> and what that, what that could lead to. Um, but yeah. And okay. She looks good in a tank top. I'll say, I just, I'm, that's a compliment. Bree, that's a compliment. There's no ob- objectification going on here. Carol Danvers looks good in the tank top. She looks good in the tank. Top. Oh, I like a little braid thing too. Little personality. <laughs> oh, and I like that she hangs her little like costume off of her. Like it's always on her. Oh, her yeah. costume she just hangs it off of her, and then when she wants to, she just straps up, zip, and she's she's uh, good to go. Um. So yeah, she's gonna go check this whole thing out. Um. Speaking of Monica. We see her assisting Saber on their space station with the power she developed in WandaVision when she walked through the hex. Uh, Monica investigates the damaged jump point in her location while Carol does the same in hers. And even though the two seem too nervous to talk to one another, they both attempt to touch the same <laughs> bits of energy glowing from the jump point. Um, and as soon as they do, Carol finds herself where Kamala was, a.k.a. her house, uh, which is basically a Captain Marvel museum. Kamala ends up where Monica was near the space station in a suit, <laughs> trying to talk to Nick Fury. And uh, Monica ends up, I think, on a uh, planet. She ends up where uh, Carol does, or Carol was. Um, yeah, fun hijinks has ensued. Um, hmm. I, I, I liked Kamala's introduction to Nick Fury. And then when she realized who it was <laughs> and all that. Um, and I liked, like, could you imagine being Carol Danvers in that moment? Like it's you're already like what the hell just happened, and then everywhere you look, there's drawings and pictures of you and uh, 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 magazine cutouts and fan fiction written about you. Uh, it, it it sets their dynamic up perfectly, you know. Um, in a worser film, she would have walked in on this and been like, "Whoa, kid!" Like embarrassed Kamala, you know. Like she would have been like, yeah. oh, this is, 
a little bit too much, but she gets to like see this and take it in on her own, um, and then kind of make her, her mind about uh, about all that. Um, but yeah, I love that later Fury's like, "Don't touch weird shit." Like, what are you like? If right, you make right. that a rule. <laughs> We're not gonna touch anything weird because I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Everyone just seems drawn to to touch it. It's like a what are those bug zappers? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Just how quickly everybody was just like, "Yeah, let me just put my hands with it." Like you guys are like almost. Si- yeah, yeah, you you're like ba- scientists, like scientists, and it's just like, let me just touch this. Like, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that at all. Don't do that at yeah. all. But yeah, it was it was cute seeing uh, how how quickly Kamala goes from just floating through space, screaming her lungs out, to then, oh. It's Nick Fury. Oh, I'm I'm Kamala. Oh no, I'm I, I Miss Marvel. Oh no, I don't have my mask on. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally yeah. just, you know. And but meanwhile, on the other side, you got you got Carol, like you said, waking up in this room. That's just like, what is this? Is this some? Am I in hell? Possibly. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, because for all she, it, it, that initial thought is, I'm dead, and this is my purgatory. And then eventually, it's like, no, I'm still alive, and I'm I'm, I'm in someone's house. Okay. Yeah. You know, so what? What is what's what is happening? And then you got you got Monica, who's suddenly on this planet, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm I'm fighting a bunch of Kree soldiers. Sure, yeah. here we go. And speak. And as much as people want to talk about Brie Larson in, in the tank top, don't forget about oh, Miss Paris. Tiana Paris, Paris, in, 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 in the suit wasn't bad either. No, no, no. I uh, yeah, I I really like her. Um. Yeah, so this is the beginning of our entanglement. Uh, Carol awkwardly tries to leave the Khan household, um, but when she goes to fly, she teleports again and is confronted by Darben soldiers who she thinks is behind all this. So she hands them real quickly and she takes off. Monica explains for her POV to Fury while Kamala tries to explain where she was um, to her parents. Yeah. Her her family makes me laugh. I don't know if I'm just if, if no, you're not just, alone. Like everyone, I was cracking up, man. Their family, like their family, is some of the high. Like the, honestly, their family moments are some of the highlights of the film because it seems so genuine and just authentic. Right? They're not like <laughs> I love that word. that none of them are really in awe. None of them are fangirling the way Kamala is. They must know of these people the same way, right? Like you would know of the yeah. Avengers tangentially uh even if you're not a fan it's not like comics these people are like worldwide celebrities like they literally saved the world (laughs) you know they're not they're not like how people would know actors and stuff so i um i find it funny like at one point while she's trying to explain this um kamala is she uh the father says is captain marvel pressuring you like it's like (laughs) (laughs) like is that weird adult that you hang out with like should we talk about that like do you want to talk about that um, but she is simultaneously, it looks like she's heartbroken when she realizes that Carol Danvers was just in her home, but in realizing that this might lead to a potential team up, she immediately becomes super, super stoked, um, that, yeah, that Captain Marvel was at, was at her crib. Like that's, that's a, a huge deal. Yeah. It's happening. Um, it's happening. Literally. She made, you know, like she was just writing about this. Earlier in this episode, she was just writing about this team up. So uh, making a huge, huge deal for her. Um, speaking of which, Carol heads to Tarmax 
uh, where some scroll refugees have made their home. We see the Skrull and the Kree who have fought for eons in a midst of peace negotiations. Darben is speaking on behalf of her people, and you know, she graciously welcomes the Skrull into the Kree Empire, saying that she will work on relocating because relocating all of them because she's gonna rob them of their atmosphere. So I've never been to a lot of peace negotiations, <laughs> but <laughs> that being like the first set of lines from the other side doesn't seem very peaceful. Um, but the Cree have a chip on their shoulder, you know, it's kind of crazy that, that like this war has been going on for as long as it has between these two, because we've not seen any interjection by us who had a big role <laughs> initially <laughs> in the phase, like Captain Marvel, you know, with uh, Nick Fury and Project Pegasus and all this other kind of stuff. Um, right. but yeah, Dar Ben is hell bent on taking back resources for Hala. Hala, sorry. Hala, Hala. Hala, Hala. So, yeah, that that's that's motivation number one. Uh, so, Carol investigates a Kree ship, um, but when she goes to use her powers, the three leads begin, begin switching places, dealing with the Kree on their ship. Then those some of those Kree end up at Kamala's home. Um, but this ends up being a very inventive fight sequence where the three of them are using their powers um, out of sync. Uh, what do you guys think of this fight sequence that takes place between the uh, Kree ship, Kamala's home, and then occasionally someone ends up with Nick Fury and has to explain what the hell is going on? Uh, A-Rob, I'll ask you first. Man, the fight was messy. It was fun. It was dynamic. And... <laughs> And honestly, oh, and Goose, Goose was my favorite thing of the whole fight. Honestly, get the flurkin action going. Yeah, Kamala gets a lot of first, uh, first run reaction seeing a flurkin and all this other kind of stuff. You know, seeing space, a flurkin, Nick Fury, Captain Marvel, <laughs> a whole other alien species. Uh, Be real, what do you think about this whole thing? And it's all set to like some very fun Missy Elliott uh, music. So, uh, what do you think about this fight sequence taking on in the uh, taking place mostly in the home? I I thought it was very well done, considering how much is going on, the constant going back and forth to not just different characters but different locations, and you're mm-hmm. you're constantly having to follow this thread, and even then you're getting you're getting story points put into the put into the fight where you where they call carol annihilator and you're like whoa annihilator what's that about oh i don't like that mm-hmm. name okay what's go, what's going on with that and right. just seeing how they are able to quickly adapt you know which which some would say oh man that's that's bogus how can, I mean, no that's 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 a testament to their fighting prowess you know mm-hmm. captain marvel this is this is someone who she she's been fighting through space for probably two decades, you know. Yeah. Uh, Monica Rambeau, this is a a military trained woman, and Kamala, who's you know been fighting in Jersey for like the last couple months. That's <laughs> that's, that's got to be true. worth like ten years worth of, of fight oh, experience. That's boot camp. That's boot camp right away. That's, that's uh, the fast pass to boot camp. But even you if know, like I think what also Kamala brings is like a, a the imaginary part uh, or the imagination part of of combat right like thinking of things probably people probably wouldn't think of because you're not expecting a big fist to come hit you in the face or someone to literally pad off a light and kick you in the skull you know so i like i like that they all have a bit of their own flavor in this and um i even like that monica is like 
phasing through people to get to other people. Like yeah. she has this confidence about I, her. I, no, I like, appreciated her like coming into her own with her powers, figuring out like, yeah, you can manipulate light, but you also manipulate yourself within the light spectrum. You know, like you can do a lot. You're pretty OP, Monica, and I appreciated that throughout the whole entire film with her for real. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Nick and Monica, after the whole fight sequence ends, uh, Nick Fury and Monica stop by Kamala's to attempt to explain things. Um, they tell Kamala that they've been keeping intel on her since she was she saved Jersey City from the clandestine. Kamala seems stoked to even be on their radar. Um, and when Monica tries to explain that they all have light-based powers, Kamala tries to demonstrate this, which causes her to switch places with Carol. Um, seeing her Aunt Carol for the first time in 30 years, Monica is understandably standoffish, even though Carol seems to be legitimately trying. This is the whole, like, um, oh, Aunt Carol, oh, hey, Lieutenant Trouble, uh, it's Captain Rambo. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a I was like, huh? Yeah, okay. Got a little cold in here. Right. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's getting a little nippy. Um, but, you know, they, they, uh, Monica's coming up with this whole like um, hypothesis of what could be going on. So, you know, they, she mentions that she has powers. Then um, uh, Carol asks her how she got powers. And I love this moment. <laughs> she goes, like, I walked through a hex. And, you know, now I got whatever, whatever I got. Like, I walked through a hex with radiation, radiation, and now I have, you know, the ability to manipulate the electromagnetic field. And Kamala's mom goes, I am so happy for you. Where is our daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I cracked up because at first I thought that I was so happy for you was just like a kind, like she's just being a kind old person who doesn't really understand what she just heard. But it's congrats. No, it's like, yeah, get past whatever you two are talking about. Where's come on? Because she just disappeared. <laughs> so she's like, where is my daughter? thought that was really, really funny. Um, uh, Monica surmises that their light-based powers are linked through quantum entanglement, and they switch places uh, when any of the three of them use their powers simultaneously. Carol tries to force the switch. She gets frustrated. She can't force it, so she goes and she flies off. But when she flies away, she switches places with Kamala in midair, and Monica, learning how to fly for the first time, saves her, but she can't land safely. So Kamala uses her powers to protect them both, which causes them to switch with Carol, and they end up appearing on Darben's ship in Tarmac. Darben's men recognize Kamala and Monica as association of associates of Captain Marvel, whom Ben calls the Annihilator. So Dar decides it's time to use the quantum band now. Using her universal weapon and quantum band in unison, she opens a jump point that pulls the atmosphere away from Tarmax and towards Hela, Hala, <laughs> the home planet of the Kree. Things get tense as Danvers barks orders at Kamala, who was overwhelmed with the destruction. With no way of saving the planet, Carol does her best to evacuate the remaining scrolls. Um, uh, yeah, and this is kind of like a tearful moment. Um, this is a weird, like, never meet your heroes moment with cool, Kamala. Baby. Definitely, definitely. And, and, and Captain Marvel, um, who, you, who, you know, manages to show up, like, really, really quickly compared to the, because I think she was on Earth, and then she had to fly <laughs> all the way to wherever the hell they were. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I can't even pretend to recognize space time or any of that kind of stuff. So, and she's a captain. If anyone knows how, how to get off on the exit, it's her. But 
Um, <laughs> I really, really dug that moment there because there's a severity to this superhero stuff, man. You know, like Kamala's tasted it. I'm not saying she ain't. I'm not saying she ain't never been in no real danger, but we were about to see like a planet wide. You're taking the atmosphere from the whole planet. It's not like from a town, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, it was some real, real dire stakes, and sometimes in that, in the heat of those tensions, you have to be very direct, and you don't have time to sort of sugarcoat or you know uh, preface and you know give long explanations and stuff. What do you guys think about? this this moment of uh carol kind of getting curt with kamala and kamala you know kind of being adamant about trying to save as many people as possible in this whole like never meet your heroes sort of uh scenario i'll go with you be rogue first no it, it was it was a moment that i really wish they would have had the nerve to take down a little bit of a darker path for a little mm -hmm. bit longer than they did because it was such a good moment because it's an opportunity to show that wow you know heroes have to make those tough decisions because this is mm -hmm. this is a situation where no most likely had they tried to save everybody it probably would have cost everyone their lives so you have yeah. to make that you have to make that call of okay we've got this many people it's time to go that's it this is this is this is now we're we're basically at the the edge of death here so we can't risk everybody for this for, for we can't risk the people we've already saved for to the chance to save everybody. We just can't. Yeah. We have to. We have to move on. And I, you know, in, in the later scenes when they do it, readdress it, they 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 just kind of smooth it over. I would have really right. liked if in this moment it it would have given Kamala that chance to start to really see her her heroine in a different light. Like, oh man, like she's kind of got this dark side. People are calling her the Annihilator. Yeah. You know, uh, we, Oh, do I want how, to how well follow do this I really person? Know yeah, how right, well do I already know, know her? Even you know, you know. So it, it, I wish they would have gone down that pipe pipe a little bit longer. But I can see for runtime, they they really wanted to keep it short. But on the other side, with the villainous, the villain part, this was the villain being able to show, hey, I I, I have the ability to cause this massive effect. But I mm. really wish, I really wish she they would you know the classic the, the classic trope with the mcu movies is the weak the weak villain yeah. she's still comes across very stale you know very yeah. bargain basement is she is bargain basement ronin you know i can see that <laughs> yeah and you no, know dark man was definitely like the deepest of cuts of comic book characters on the space side of things <laughs> yeah i also want to say that you know, um, the story as the story goes, and we'll get into it later on. You know, like literally right after she fought Yon Rog, uh, Carol went like she said she would to destroy the supreme intelligence, quote unquote, freeing all the Kree. Um, that causes a Kree civil war, and because they don't have a supreme intelligence, like one leader ruling them all, so it causes a civil war. Um, in fighting that war for years uh the planet is, gets ravaged of his resources the water is poisonous the uh, air is unbreathable and the sun um has like kind of burned out in a way um so that's what we're saying like dude, she's trying to bring all those elements over using the quantum bands what i like is that she need 
I like when it's revealed later on that the it, this all would have worked better if she had both bands, but she has like <laughs> one band and like a like a like Nas, and she just keeps like <laughs> she just keeps hitting the the thing like she's jerry rigged this this jump point system. That's why you know it's not working right. If you have both uh... quantum bands, you can open and close them willy nilly. That's the whole point. If you have both of them, it's created the whole network. Uh, but because she only has one. She's just been hitting it with the with the hammer and jacking things up. I find that um I find that really, really funny. Just because um how crazy she's been driven. But if we think about this again, 30 years of civil war, roughly, uh all the resources kind of lets you know why Ronan's a little bit crazy and in, in, in Guardians right. of the Galaxy. If you right. are, if you add all that stuff up, it puts you in a better mind as why he's literally like putting war pay, like he's a heretic. He's he's gone crazy. She says like hey, we were once ruled by heretics after the Civil War or whatever. And he's, you know, and it, there's like a whole ceremonial makeup routine. Oh, yeah. you see he ba- he bathes in their blood, man. Like, Is that what it was? Ever- the blood? Oh, because yeah. of the hammer. Yeah, he puts the yeah, 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 yeah. And it goes into the the yeah, they yeah, when he wake yeah. when he first wakes up in the chamber, he comes out with, like bathed in blood, and then when he smashes that Nova Corman's head and it drains yes, back into the yes, system. Yes, yes. So that yeah, stuff. that's what they were dealing with. <laughs> that's what they were dealing with before Darben right. won the won the, the office. I, the only thing I, about about it, I wish I know I know time crunch and sometimes explaining things makes it matter less. It just doesn't hit you the same. But I, I mm-hmm. wish they would have thrown at least a line saying, "Oh, this this was the previous accuser's hammer," because yeah. I, it's, I don't know. Some people, some people I found were confused. Well, like, are all the hammers that powerful? It's like, no, no, that was Ronan's hammer because it had the same purple glow from when he put the Infinity Stone on it. Which, did that I hammer some, not break? I'm pretty sure yeah. it didn't break. No, it, it got destroyed uh, at the end of Guardians. And so I was a bunch of uh, hammers because, like, you know, Hala does have a bunch of accusers. There's not just one accuser, not just one hammer. They all have their own different hammers, and they all they all name universal weapons. So you know, it, it's just another hammer. <laughs> I was just I, I was just thinking it was his hammer because of the purple glow that it had gotten from him putting the affinity gem on it. Yeah. But yeah, now that you reminded me, yeah, I believe it was destroyed at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. I believe it was. So, but I know some yeah. people were even trying to say, "Oh, well, why does it have to have a purple glow cuz she's a girl?" It's like, "Man, it had a purple glow <laughs> when Ronan the Accuser was using it oh, in Guardians of the Galaxy." Gosh. Like Gosh. That's not even phase one. There's a purple glow in everything. Like what? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a purple glow in everything. Oh no! Look, the skies are opening up. It's all purple. It's some sort of the wokeness is breaking through. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay. So. Uh. Oh yeah. Like I said, and I I really like that. Um. Kamala will go back eventually to being just as delighted to be a part of the team and, you know, as for here, much hero worship for um, Carol. But I like that this kind of adjusted her so that there's never a moment in this where she's fangirling while something catastrophic is happening. She now knows when to turn it on, you know, visually and when to kind of buckle down because later on yeah. she's gonna have to buckle down and she's not there marking out over oh and wow and wow and look how cool she she pedal to the metal but then when she's off work she's fangirling at it you know so time and place we're, we're all learning important lessons in this it's all about time and place 
boom, boom, boom. Yeah, Quantum Bend. Uh, okay. Carol does her best to evacuate the remaining scrolls, and somebody shows up saying, hey, we got some room. We spoke about this right here on this podcast. Uh, the Asgardians show up. Valkyrie, the president of the Asgardians, king, king of the Asgardians. Um, queen. Or queen, king, queen. king or queen. King or queen of the Asgardians. She shows up, and she's all like, uh, yeah, they can come with me, which is hella confusing given the events of Secret Invasion. Where the president has just declared war on everyone, not only scrolls, any intergalactic being force, et cetera, so forth. Uh, so that's that's going on because we were all like, why is everyone got beef with scrolls being on the planet when we know Asgardians are on the planet? Like they've claimed land and said this is new Asgard, and this, so this is our definitely new official. happened before Secret Invasion. Then I, I, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what makes me, that's what makes me feel like it must have happened before Secret Invasion. But that's why I say it would have been cooler than if that president of this president in this film of this scrolls was the leader of the thing and not Gravik. Right. You know what I'm saying? And imagine that. Now it, it even makes more sense the more I talk about it. <laughs> and then he's like, I want the powers of Captain Marvel. We need to find the harvest. We need to get the powers of Captain Marvel because she just cost me my planet. <laughs> uh that's another thing that I like is it uh, when Darben opens up the atmosphere and starts taking it away from that planet, she says like, oh, we were trying to do a peace deal and you brought the Annihilator. So it's over now. <laughs> and I was right. like, the instant turncoat. Yes, yeah, she thought she thought Carol was there on behalf of the scrolls um, and was like, nah, not nada again. <laughs> and she was like, she was ready to uh, send them away. But yeah, another thing people. I didn't get any of this. People have been saying that they saw possible googly eyes with Carol and, and Valkyrie. Did anyone? Did anyone catch any of that? Biroki saw it twice. Were there any? Was there any chemistry between Carol and Valkyrie? I think Valkyrie was like, you know, Valkyrie be flirting. She, 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 Valkyrie be out here. She be out here, man. Yeah. I mean, it is Tessa Thompson. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she gives you those looks, you ain't gonna not give her the look back. Facts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she she takes uh she takes the people uh the scrolls with her. Danvers wrestles with the idea that this is all her fault. Back on Hella, Darben celebrates bringing her people clean air for the first time in decades and promises to restore the planet's sun. We get a thirty-year-old flashback of Soldier Darben watching Carol Danvers arrive on Hella shortly after defeating Young Rock during the events of Carol. In Marvel, in an attempt to free the Kree, as she was free, Carol destroys the Supreme Intelligence, ultimately dooming them by thrusting the Kree into a civil war, which ravaged both the people and the planet, earning her the nickname of the Annihilator. She promises that the uh, I'm sorry, Darben promises that the sun will rise again on Hela, and uh, seems overcome with emotion for her people. Uh, that actually, I thought they did that like well, like she did bring them air, yeah. like. No one else could do that. Like she legit brought her people air. Like she's like, you can breathe now. And they were like, oh shit. And she's like, I'm, I'm gonna do this all day. We're gonna get water. We about to get all of this. Don't even worry about it. Um, so I dug that. Uh back on Carol's ship. Danvers and Monica share small talk about Monica's powers, and Rambo abruptly reminds Carol that she said she would come back. And she never did. Carol tries to apologize, but Monica walks away. Kamala comes out and seems frozen, afraid to anger her idol. Uh, 
Carol, sensing her hesitance, apologizes for how she spoke to her. She confesses that it's nice to have people on board her ship. And Kamala straight up just pleads her allegiance to her. <laughs> she was like, I'll do anything for you. I will leave high school. Let me know. Let me know how it was. Uh, what do you guys think of this reconciliation? Obviously, Biroku was talking about it being a bit quick. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I just wish there had been more hesitation, more like, hey, do I want to follow this person? Or at least address the fact that, hey, man, you left. You just left, you know, probably a couple hundred scrolls to die. Give me something. Give me, you know. I I, I like that I she wasn't see... immediately apologetic. You know, oh, yeah. I like that Kamala wasn't immediately like, oh, I'm so sorry for what I, you know, she's kind of like, you was weird. <laughs> you know, like you was, you was, <laughs> I don't know about you. Like she really like, gave her like a kind of like a standoff. It's like she didn't know how to, how to react. She didn't know how to, and it, it's got to be a lot. We build up these people in our brains, you know, and then uh, they have a hell of a, of a shoes to fill because they're filling the perfect shoes. She's supposed to be the perfect hero, Carol, and she can't seem to get anything right in this film. So I thought, um, I, I, her even trying, her even caring about how she spoke to Kamala made me like Carol Danvers more, if that makes sense. You know, like the fact that she didn't just shrug it off. She's like, get over it, kid. You know, things right. like this happen. You know, the right. fact that she was like, you know, like I get it. I saw that. I saw the house. <laughs> I saw yeah, the pictures right? and stuff. Yeah, like I get yeah. it. And also, there's 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 a thing about like there's a thing with like not maybe not seeing yourself for your best, but others seeing you as your best. Right? Like Carol thinks yeah. she's falling short of everything. And Kamala sees her as a god. You know? And I've been there with like my nieces and nephews. I'll be having a rough ass time and I walk in and I'm the uncle. Woo, party time. You know, this is great. This guy's great. You know, <laughs> but I go to work and it's like, hey, get over here. Get over there. You're late. You know, take it too long. You know, so um, I really like that balance. Carol does need a battery in her back. She does need to be reminded sometimes that this job is hard and she is doing her best. And I think that Kamala and even Monica at some points in this film allow her to have that that sort of uh, interaction. What do you think, A-Rob? The whole time I was thinking about that, I wish there was just a little bit more to add some more like emotional weight to those moments, but it was just like the perfect amount, honestly, mm-hmm. but just a little bit more, just, just a little bit more. And, and also the annihilator. I wish she leaned more into that later on because every time they called her an annihilator, I'm like, is, is she going to set up the annihilators? Is she going to set up the strongest yeah. like cosmic team in Marvel? Like, is this going to happen? Yeah. Like, like, is this going to happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I agree with both of you guys about how short it is. It's, it, it's just enough to get the point across, but they could have used more to drive the point home. But the yeah. point got across. We understand what they were trying to say. They could have done more to really, really stamp it hard. Um, but she, Carol's already a better mentor than Tony at this point. <laughs> She's not leaving her a nuke and walking away <laughs> and saying, hey, uh, you know, don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Um, so Carol shakes. I, Kamala, I, uh, oh, go ahead, brother. No, I was just, just going to say I really wish they would have used this moment also with going back to Darban because I did feel for her. When she was sitting there bringing Hala an atmosphere back, 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, okay, is this going to be one of those, those, the, this is another sympathetic villain. You know, they're mm. put in this situation where oh, yeah. she's, she's not, she's not just some menace, somebody who, who she's not Ronin. She's not just some heretic that's like, I, I want to burn Xandar to the ground because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the Kree's, the Kree's way. She's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to save my people. Like we're yeah. dying on our, on our planet. You know, I'm doing this for a life-saving life-saving purposes and also uh, uh, and if i can get some revenge in the meantime look i'm going to take out the scrolls you know uh adopted planet cool eventually i'm going to get the annihilator's planet and you know i'm going to get all this taste of revenge but it, the true there's no just ha 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 i'm doing this because i'm evil i'm doing this because i'm trying to save people and i yeah. was i i wish they would have leaned into that so that she's just not this this one note villain and yeah. they they kind of, they gave you a taste of it in the scene, and I was like, "Cool, we're gonna get some more of this." And then it was like, "Nope, <laughs> that that that's it." Yeah. There you go. Could you imagine if you would have seen some Cree children, right, being like, "Are you really gonna, are you really gonna bring us the sun?" You know, and all of a sudden yeah, we're like, "Oh damn!" Steal the deal now. for her as a sympathetic villain. Oh, like, like damn, man. you gonna have to bring them kids the sun. You just don't. You just don't. <laughs> You just told them you're going to bring them water? Like, if you would have had, like, a, you know, a Cree, a Cree child. Darben, are you really going to bring us water? Damn it. Yes. That's exactly what. Yes. We go, yes. We go, go get Two some sons. Of that water. Two sons. Because you're right. We didn't really get a face besides her and a couple of, like, the random blue people. There's no real, like, face of the, like, human face of the Cree. And I don't mean human to be specious. I mean human, like, to connect us. Like, to show, you know, a bit of, a bit of uh, connection there. Um. So yeah, girl, the girls are having um talk. Um, Kamala tells Carol that she thinks Darben is using the quantum bands to open jump points. Uh, and Carol's like, those bands are supposed to be a myth. They're an ancient artifact that were forged to create every jump point in the universe. Um, the three of them decide they need to get their powers in sync and keep the second bangle as far away from Darben as possible. Um, as right now, she's only able to use her universal weapon to charge the band into making unstable jump points. Uh, with both of them, they could spell doom for our heroes. Any speculation as to who made these bands? Or is it, or is it, does it all go back to Kang? Well, from the comics, it was said that Eon made the, the uh, you know, the quantum bands, gave him the quasar, you know, the defender of the universe, or someone who's like worthy to be the defender of the universe. And okay. the last time we saw Eon was like in Love and Thunder. Eons he was ago. The <laughs> was <it> eons ago. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's something that bothered me. I was just sitting there going, "Okay, it's bad enough." We, we since the since Miss Marvel's show, we're sitting there going, "Okay, why does why does Kamala's grandmother have this band?" Yeah, but then to see right. the other one show the the other one to show up in the in the middle of space somewhere right. it's like right. okay can we, can we get something it, to explain these it seems like earth things? is like the dumping ground of the universe for all types of magical or dangerous <laughs> artifacts and stuff like that <laughs> like yeah I, I um the tesseract the bangle like jesus christ three infinity stones for god's sakes <laughs> yeah we, we got to figure out what's going on yeah because i think that the bangles and the bands are tied somehow I don't know how, but you know, this could all be tech left over by futurist Kangs to start all of this in motion the way it's supposed to. Um, but 
Uh, realizing that Kamada caught a glimpse of where Darben might be going next, Carol hooks the other two up to the Disney Plus machine thing, and uh, using the tech, they're able to find where the villain is going, but then um, some deleted scenes from Captain Marvel start to play, and Monica gets very upset <laughs> because she didn't see these scenes of her mother dying because she was blipped, and she's like, why are you showing this to me? And Carol's like, just doing it. I mean, it's un it's subconsciously, but it upsets Monica, uh, who was blipped and never got to say goodbye to her mom. The other two embrace her and Monica softens. Rambeau says if Darben keeps using the band alongside her staff, she could create a riff in space-time. Captain Marvel realizes Darben must be using the bands to transport natural resources from other planets to Hela, using planets near and dear to Carol to do so. Figuring she'll be after water next, they decide to go to the water planet Aldana. Kamala's mom forbids her from space adventures. And we see that the cons are hanging out with Nick Fury, who's babysitting them and Goose en route to the Saber HQ. They do their best to convince Kamala's mom to give Kamala her blessing, and she does, after threatening to hurt Carol if anything happens to her daughter. <laughs> Again, I, I still like them being little hangers on. I even like her brother. Her brother's pretty funny um, when they're talking to the other guy, and she's like, he's like, how old are you? And the guy's like 300. He goes, oh, yeah, same age. And he's pointing to the father. <laughs> that was pretty funny um he's like trying to facetime his fiance. uh oh no they're married now we saw the wedding in miss marvel oh yeah yeah he's yeah, trying yeah. to facetime his wife uh <laughs> on the spaceship and he's like no cell phones yeah no cell yeah like top secret I, I information like, here i like when kamala has the tablet she's like if it's all top secret why is it on a clear screen <laughs> Right, you those can, comedy you can moments see right through it because you can see right Fun. through it and he, and even when nick fury's like you know, we've been keeping our eye on you for a while now. Um, the mother's like, you've been doing surveillance on us? Which is technically yeah. what that means, right? <laughs> you've been uh, sir, I wouldn't use the word surveillance. <laughs> Which is basically his way of being like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally been doing that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they're great. And, yeah, the fact that her mother boy is going to ground her. Kamala, I do not <laughs> I do not allow you to go on these space adventures. Um, it's, it's sweet. It's sweet. Uh, and yeah, I think this movie has a lot to say about women, strong women, women trying to be strong while also trying to be vulnerable between Darben, uh, you know, Monica, Monica's mom, Carol for Kamala, Kamala herself, uh, Kamala's mom. Um, there's many facets to strong women. Uh, but Kamala's mom also remarks that Goose is a bit pudgy. And acting weird. Later on the Saber ship, pods start to populate all over the space station. And if you've read Kelly Sudakonik's uh, run of Captain Marvel, uh, some of these pods looked quite familiar. <laughs> um, the heroes practice. Yeah. The, the heroes practice mastering their entanglement in a fun montage set to Beastie Boys Intergalactic um, and seems ready when they land on Aldana. What do you guys think of this? montage i'll start with you baroque i i liked the look of this planet i wish they would have embraced the oh no before that before that the, the montage of them training with the, their powers their jump oh, rope I, 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 I apologize yeah no stuff. i mean it's it's definitely it's team building it's team building it's it's them real working together and trying to see hey making this work you know mm -hmm. i mean to me that's how many times have we seen other movies where 
an issue like this is just the constant well just get away, get away from me or this is so annoying what do we this is why i work alone this is why i work alone <laughs> whereas they they figure out a way let's embrace this we have to embrace this we're gonna make it work we're gonna you make make up combos we're gonna do marvel ultimate alliance type stuff with this <laughs> with these powers because right i, I I like that they didn't just say, okay, let's figure out how to just switch. It was, well, let's figure out how to switch in motion. Let's figure out where our powers are at when we are switching. So it was cool to see them, you know, double dutching and then see them balancing books on their heads and and see them, you know, different ways to jump around. And well, do we do we switch on three or do we do three then? <laughs> that then... was funny, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah one, know, two, so... three, go. But they, they the other two switch. You said you said switch mm-hmm. on three. Why would you say go? <laughs> You know, so I, I, it was it was it was a fun it was a fun uh, montage. All we need all we needed was South Parks. You need a montage. That's that yeah. I would have preferred that song. You need a montage. Montage. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that montage, Rob? I thought it was like when you first start to learn how to cook. But at, over time, you master it and you get better. And then, you know, you have your perfect meal. And that's yeah. what it was like to me for real. Like, you don't really see that a lot. And, well, you do see it a lot. But when it comes to these kind of team-up movies, you don't really see that that montage of the heroes actually, like, you know, put in that work together to actually function as a team. It just sort of happens. <laughs> yeah. They immediately have chemistry and immediately are just really, really good at, at teaming up. Um uh, well, I do agree the South Park montage song would have been great. What I love about the use of uh, intergalactic, besides the obvious implications of the title intergalactic and them being in space, is that is there any three-man team more in sync than the Beastie Boys? Like, is there any sort of three-person rap group? I mean, you're going like two, I'd go, um, gosh, I just knew the two. Is it Noriega and... Three man rap group. Two, yeah, the, locks, the three man the rap locks, group. The locks, locks, locks are great. Locks, I'd say the locks. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking like yeah. the fact that they were using this song to me just shows like that's the level of of in sync synchronicity they're trying to achieve with this. The Beastie Boys level where they're literally all rapping and then ending on the same word, right? Uh, especially in this song, um, very very well done. And a lot of fun again. Like we've been dealing with a lot of bleak stuff. A lot of ble- I'm happy that we deal with a lot of adult stuff in the MCU. I'm, I'm glad we've all matured. But on occasion, man, give me some of this stuff too. You gotta, you gotta, you kind of gotta weigh it out. Um, once they get to Aldana, it is there that Carol lets them in on a little secret. She's a local celebrity on the planet after helping their prince with a legal issue. After they meet some of the planet's inhabitants who suddenly break into song, Danvers tells her crew that that's how they communicate on this planet exclusively through song. They meet the prince and find out that Carol's actually married to him to prevent some like political disaster. Carol tells the prince of the threat of Darben and asks the prince if he can make them some new suits. Um, We'll get back to those guys all in a bit, but I figure this moment and a moment later on, made or broke people's opinions on this film <laughs> uh how do you feel when this moment started happening rob uh people just start singing it kind of becomes a little musical for a bit i <laughs> my first thought oh i had two initial thoughts one i'm surprised thanos hasn't pulled up on this planet two, <laughs> 
it just it, it it added to the overall just landscape of the cosmic side of the MCU for me because like there's all types of planets, universes, cultures, religions, and all that. And of course, there will be a planet of people who communicate strictly in song. Right. And uh, I liked how later on it led to a joke with the prince being bilingual that he can speak <laughs> without singing. Right. Right. Really, really so good stuff. I, so I appreciated the whole the whole sequence. Like I remember reading like there was supposed to be like like even more dance sequences and an uh, even bigger dance number. But I guess yeah. they like, left that on the cutting room floor for whoever knows for whatever reason why. I guess a flurkin ate it. I don't know. <laughs> this is the kind of moment to me. Like I, th the reason why I like shows like Doom Patrol and Sandman is sometimes they do absolutely ridiculous stuff without really having to explain it, and I they get that from comics. Uh, a lot of comic stuff is just weird and they don't have to explain it. You're, you're supposed to buy into it as you buy into the world. Um, and this felt very much like that. Get as ridiculous as you want. I really, I really don't care so long as it's entertaining. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. were you rolling, were you rolling your eyes in this moment? Uh, be broke. No, I, I dug it. It's something again, different, right? You, just as, just as Rob said, you're, you're, ex you're exploring this massive galaxy, the universe, even, 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 why not stumble across a planet like this? Why wouldn't the, why wouldn't something like this possibly exist? So I I thought it was fun, and I'm pretty sure I I forget I think there was a, a Twilight Zone episode or some other sci -fi. I think it was a, maybe a Doctor Who episode where they basically did the same premise. So this is not totally, yeah. Buffy. Totally, Buffy too has an episode. Or, or I think Buffy. Where they get Buffy. Stuck. Right. Buffy. I think had everyone it. has to sing. Arrowverse did it. Where yeah. the uh, Mr. Mistfiddlick or the Music Meister or one of those people who did something and the whole episode's a musical, it happens. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> so, so if it exists there, why not exist here? And I, I wish they would have done more with it. And I think there was more to do with it, especially with something that I'm upset with because the way he was introduced, uh, the 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 king of this planet. Yes. Uh, I forget the char I forget the character's name, but it was, it was played to turn because the way he was introduced, I'm sitting there going, if my first thing was is, is this is this guy um a B a member of BTS? But apparently he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's man was handsome as shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm sitting there going, This guy, the way they introduce him, he's supposed to be a big deal. And yeah. in researching it, his name is King Oh man, I don't want to butcher this. Park Seo John. There you go. Prince and Jan, Prince Jan, right? And it's just like, okay, this this guy is supposed to like be a big deal. You could, you, I could just feel that from the way they were filming it, and they they made him this much of a, of a of a purpose in the movie. And I wish we would have gotten to see more out of him because I'm pretty sure the guy, if if he's making billions of dollars for the Koreans, put that put that to put that more to work in this movie and see what he can do. See what he can do. Yeah. You know? So I was just I was just a little upset with that, but everything else about it, the dance, the, I I, I would have loved to see a, more of dance sequences and more and see Kamala and and uh, Monica have to have to do some singing. I thought it would have been a lot yeah. of fun. I like when Carol just like cuts like just cuts the shit and starts talking to him regular, and then they walk over to Monica and Kamala who are both dancing. They're both just grooving <laughs> to the music <laughs> in the background. Again, just get with it. Like it's all crazy. Just get with it. Um, but I want to go to this guy's tailor. He just pulls up three new suits, three new intergalactic suits for these women. Uh, super cool. They get their own new costumes. Um, what I like the most about it is they gave 
uh, Monica, those little web web oh, yeah. wing things. Classic, her <laughs> she's classic like, she's look. Like, what the hell am, she's like, what the hell am I need these for? <laughs> hey, girl, they got a whole thing that goes over your face. You don't even want. You don't want them to keep. <laughs> I wish we would at least gotten one shot. I wish we would have gotten one front shot of her like opening it up and being like, what what how, what do you do with this? Like, how do I use this? You know, instead of we just saw it from the back and she just quickly tears them off. I was like, oh, to be fair, I, to be fair, she's going she's in a universe now where maybe somebody else who rocks those could be like, hey, uh, come on, man, we can make this look good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was like, because I got some right. definite advice when she started lighting up in the white and got the white eyes. I was like, oh, what are we doing yep. here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is this is looking quite similar, this uh this right here. Um so uh Fury examines various eggs popping up on the ship and is shocked to see that the ship is rapidly becoming infested with them in their new suits. Uh, the Marvel stand alongside the soldiers of Aldana and wait Darben, who shows up with a fleet of her own. Darben demands the king kneel. Uh, this woman is married to Tom Hiddleston, so I thought this, that was quite ironic. Uh, they both like people to kneel, and I'm, you know, somebody's kneeling in that household. That's all. I, that's all I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if I want to take my bet as to who, but uh, yeah, she demands that the prince kneel, and when he refuses, both sides wage war. As they battle, Darben uses the universal weapon in Quantum Band to open another jump point and draws the ocean water to Hala. Uh, Carol takes down several enemy ships before piloting a ship with Monica and Kamala on it in pursuit of Darben. Thing is, she's being targeted by several Kree ships who lock onto their ship and prepare to fire missiles. They try to talk Carol into using a jump point to ensure Darben doesn't get the other bangle, but she stubbornly refuses, fearing Darben will escape. Kamala forces the use of a jump point and apologizes later, but Carol explains that this is all her fault. That's why she's been so adamant about fixing this issue herself and why she never returned to Earth in fear of Monica seeing her as the Annihilator as well. This is another really kind of cool moment where Carol almost kills everybody because she <laughs> don't want to listen. <laughs> They're like, do the jump point. She's like, no, we're going to, nope, we're going to get dark. Nope, we need to do this fucking jump point. Um, what do you guys think of this characterization of Carol? Um, she seems almost almost listless in her trying to stop the many different <laughs> uh, problems going on around her. It goes uh, to great lengths to not show her as perfect and not show that she has so much power that she could just wipe this whole situation away, which she kind of does right. in Captain Marvel and in Infinity War or in, in Endgame. She kind of just shows up blows up a bunch of stuff and this is not a situation you can just blow up uh a-rod what do you think about this this somber moment where she tells her crew that like you know this this is her fault she wanted to fix this on her own and until it was fixed she wasn't going to come back to uh because she didn't want to disappoint monica i thought it was really human like at the core of her being that she just really wants to do right by the people that she cares for and loves like it really show that even though she's one of the most powerful characters not all problems can be solved by just punching your way through it or punching your way out of it like there is some nuance there is some finesse there is some reason understanding that you that one has to go through in a certain journey that may not be physical but like emotional that wants to go through to get there to the like the real end of their journey and yeah seeing that it showed that, you know, that Carol, there's a lot more to Carol that we haven't seen yet. And there's still a lot more that's going to be shown with her character in, in the MCU. 
And this is it just opens the door for her, honestly. Yeah. What do you think, B-Rook? No, it's definitely seeing the softer side of her, seeing her not be this this just brick wall of a character that we saw most of. I mean, after watching it twice, I was keeping count. I was like, I, I, I want to see how many times <laughs> we see a different emotion come out of this of this character. <laughs> yeah. And so it was nice in this in this movie that we did see that where they introduced us, like you said, way back in the beginning, all alone on the ship, kind of just very blah. Just this is my existence. This is my purpose. To then, you know, slowly like the the shell was breaking to where, it, look, she even apologizes quickly to Kamala. And now in this scene, seeing her just be like fragile, like look, I I don't want to be seen as this, just a, this weapon of a person. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a person. Look, I have character traits. I'm I'm more than just this one note person. Uh, this one note character. So yeah, I, I don't want to just be seen this way. So it it was nice to see that come out. Yeah, something I'm realizing as I'm talking to you guys about it now is that something that she almost kind of shares with Steve in a way, where she's lived for so long that she it kind she doesn't have really equals. Right, she doesn't have anyone to talk to on a Tuesday. I have a bad day. Talk to about about any of this kind of stuff. Um, her only value she may perceive is as a soldier, and to have value as a soldier is to always fight. Is to find wars, right? Because if you don't, if you can't find conflicts, if you can't find things that for you to solve, then what are you? And her, the dragon she's chasing is is this original sin not to borrow from another book of the hala <laughs> you know ru- ru- ruining stuff for the Cree. um you know and you we got to believe this is not the first time she's hooked that machine up to herself trying to pull back memories and try to figure out what still piece together what's going on she's trying to figure out who she is after you know everything happened with um yon rog and the Cree. She knows who she is to the Avengers. She's a soldier. She knows who she is to Nick Fury. She's an operative. You know, she knows who she is to uh, the Kree. She's the Annihilator. But who is she when she's by herself? She doesn't know. And she's learning that through Carol. She's learning that through Monica. And again, I'm liking Carol more for because of this. I'm, I'm liking the different. And it kind of gives a backdoor excuse. I won't even say reason. Excuse for why she was stoic, you know, before. <laughs> now we get kind of a, a little bit more flares of her personality or what can be the personality of Captain Marvel, uh, which I like a lot. Um, Monica says they're family and they all share gratitude for each other when an unstable jump point opens, putting them back on task. The surge causes the Saber HQ to malfunction and catch fire. So everyone on board needs to evacuate. Problem is there's not enough ships for people on board. As he tries to put out a fire, Fury finds another egg that hatches, revealing a kitten, or it looks to be a kitten, as we know them now, it is a flurkin. And uh, there is a flurkin infestation. There's a flurkin flurkin infestation. <laughs> There's a mother flurkin infestation all over this. Uh... Get these flurkin flurkins off my flurkin spaceship. I was in there. It's right there. That, we're making that meme. Get these flurkin flurkins off this mother flurkin spaceship. Um, uh, and all of a sudden, Fury has an idea because we've seen that flurkin can ingest a person without harming them. So the plan is to have everyone ingested by the various 
kittens slash flurkins and then place those kittens slash flurkins into uh, the few pods they have available. Um, the Marvels arrive and they help with this evacuation, which is a montage uh, set to a song from the musical Cats. <laughs> Again, I think this is the second part in the movie that you're either on board with or you're rolling your eyes to the back of your head until you get a headache. B Rogue, where do you sit? Um, I I'm not gonna lie, I kind of I kind of rolled my eyes I about this at. one a little bit. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, it's, I I was kind of like, it's uh, a lot. It's a lot. This is this was this was a bit this was a bit especially I wouldn't it it was too perfect in how they had to do it if okay. if maybe if if maybe Kamala had to get swallowed or one of the heroes had to get swallowed uh, okay. too yeah yeah you know Nick, give me give me because you know Nick was like, like nah I'll be in with the cats yeah I'll be <laughs> yeah, with the cats fine me. I'll uh, ride it with them <laughs> shotgun but just 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 the fact that how this this whole situation presented itself was just like oh, okay okay you just. You're right. You just kind of got you got to roll with it. But for me, that was where I was just like, okay, yeah, right. I, I, I totally get it. Where do you stand on it, Arab? I was, I was here for it. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a space adventure. Throw in all the zaniness, throw in all the craziness. Right. <laughs> so I was here for it for the most part. Like, and it, it at moments it felt like it was like okay. They could have gone through the. They could have done this a little bit differently, right. but just for the sake of just keeping the movie fun, I feel like that's why they left the, the scene in. Honestly, yeah. and and the whole time Kamala's still workshopping uh, code names for uh, Monica. Yeah, Professor Marvel. I like yeah, all Professor that. Professor Marvel. She, I like. I like that she threw in Spectrum. She did. Man. She threw in Photon. I want to say. Oh, no, no, photon. she never said photon. She never says photon. photon. Never says... Um, photon's her mother's uh, call sign. Call sign. Um, again, yeah, it was spectrum. But she yeah, said, right. but she it says, was, she says spectrum. spectrum. She says spectrum. Yeah. Um, so I think what makes this scene funny to me, obviously, because it's ridiculous on the face of it, but what I guess what makes it funnier is it could have been a point in which Nick Fury gives a PowerPoint presentation and explains to these people what's about to happen, and they all stand in in line and get inside these flurkins but instead it's just blaring over the loudspeakers calm down <laughs> do not do not do not flip out allow the flurkins to <laughs> attack you and so it looks like a space station being attacked by kittens and there's just something so ridiculous on the face of that that i found it uh i found it quite humorous but i can see people being on other they they swung for the fences we'll say that and I, I absolutely dig, at least when people try, when they attempt, man, do, again, something different. My whole beef with Blue Beetle was I was like, that's from this movie, that's from this movie, that's from this movie. I can't say I know any movie where a group of cats <laughs> systematically takes down an entire space station. Uh, so thank you for swinging for the fences there. Um, they, they, uh, once everyone's in a kitten, they jettison the escape pods, which land safely on Earth. There, the Flurkins regurgitate their hosts who are safe and sound. Darben, whose final target is Earth's son, is confronted by Captain Marvel. Ben demands the other band, but the rest of the Marvels show up and surround her. Um, I was paying much more attention the second time I watched this. They beat them out of her. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they surround her and they triple team the ever-living to the point where like a pillar falls and she's about to die because she's stabbed in the stomach. Like She gets jumped. I was like, dang. And at one point, like, one point, I think, think like, Monica, like, phases and grabs her hammer and hits her with it. And she just 
flies halfway mm-hmm. across the ship, smashes against the pillar, pillar falls on her. I was like, damn. It definitely, um, it definitely had those Rick and Morty vibes of when, of when, uh, him and his daughter, his Summer, granddaughter, him and Summer, yeah, him, him and Summer get buffed for this. Like you about uh, to get yours, you about to get yeah. yours. All you need is Put that office on the curb. space music. Put your teeth on the, the curb when they're beating up the printer in office space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. just need that mu- that music in the background. Um, and again, inventive choreography, such inventive choreography as there. There's like a shot of them all like flipping and jumping and all jumping towards Darben that I think people have seen in the trailer. Really, really uh, beautiful stuff. It's in- almost impossible to explain. So I know I'm undercutting it, but the you know, the fight scenes are worth uh, looking out for yourself or searching out for yourself. Um, Carol agrees to help kickstart Hala's son, seeing as she was the one who helped destroy it. She's like, yeah, you know what, I'll do that. Uh, she attempts to help Darben up, but the villain uses the moment to take Kamala as hostage. Um, not only am I upset that she's taking Kamala as hostage, I'm getting PTSD moments of Thanos with Thor. Is it where he's, right. where he's pressing the with thing up? Yeah. His- Oh, yeah. that's his skull, and I'm like, what are you doing? You better stop. This is bullshit. But that's a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so she eventually gets her hands on the other bangle, and she uses both bangles in unison to tear open another hole in space, and then is seemingly completely obliterated as a side effect. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> Absolutely just, just gone. And I laughed in the theater, but it wasn't like a laugh that was dumb. It was just like a, I guess that's what happened. Because we've seen this happen a couple of times. Like, I, I always think of, um, I will not be your slave. And she grabs the Infinity Stone and then she blows yeah, yeah. up. Ah! <laughs> yeah, like. A uh, red skull. Uh, read the instructions. Read the instructions. It's Nick Fury says, stop touching shit. Stop touching shit yeah. that you don't yeah, know I mean, about. And- yeah, like this, yeah. this, this, this whole um, her road to this moment just made her. She went what I like. I was saying earlier, hoping to be the sympathetic villain to just like, oh, you're mm. you're 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 nuts. You're insane. You're crazy. You grab these two artifacts that even Captain Marvel, who probably, oh, not probably, can use use these these things. Just telling you, a regular Cree person, don't use these things. Stop mm-hmm. it. You, you already and I see will start the sun. I'll do it. I'll start the sun. You know, no yeah, beef. I'm, I'm, I got right, you. Right, right. And I'm, I'm, no, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to threaten to crush this little girl's head. And <laughs> yeah, give me these two bangles so I can cr- open this rift in, in the universe. For what? Like, you, you went from being potentially sympathetic to just like, nah, you're, you're crazy. You're, you're, you gotta, you're crazy. You got to admit, though. You got to admit that rip is, is, that riff is, is pretty astonishing. It's, it is. Downright uncanny. It's 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 uh, a <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Rob, what do you feel about this moment with this villain? Uh, we hardly knew her, but what do you think about the demise of Darben? Oh, you know, same, same formula as you know, phase one and two when it comes to the villains, like they're here to help, they're here to as a stepping stone on the path of our heroes. And once that stepping stone has been stepped on, it is washed away and forgotten. And in her case, she got boot stomped. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Stop him in the nuts. <laughs> she got boot stomped. Yes, she did. Um, she really got jumped like in that JoJo meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the guy's stepping the drink and runs over and starts helping him. Yep. Uh, so, uh, 
she leaves a rip a rupture in the multiverse um as well as both bangles and kamala takes possessions of them both um we find out two things one kamala can use her powers without the bangles and two though they're no longer entangled i feel like i just rhymed and i didn't mean to um but those are those are the cases going on right there um the marvels decide to combine their powers to energize monica so she can seal the rupture but she has to do it from the other side uh carol starts to realize that this means monica will be trapped in the other reality something monica knew when coming up with the plan she gives a tearful goodbye and seals the rupture carol tries to fly towards her but to no avail uh, Danvers eventually flies into Hala's son and uses her powers to restore it. Um, we seemingly lost somebody else, but come on, man. I did any of you guys think she was gone? Oh, this no. Moment, Monica? No. 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 No way. No. Unless there's an actual dead body, then they're confirmed gone. Like, no. Because they literally said it's another reality bleeding into ours, so you're just in another reality. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, We'll go get you right when we go pick up Ezra Miller from where, the Clooneyverse. <laughs> we're, we're making stops, baby. We're making stops. B. Rope, right. did you think she was gone? No. No? Okay. Just making <laughs> no, sure. No, man. Never. Never. This yeah. is just, oh, what, what is this setting up? It was like, ooh, ooh, you know, like. Right, the whole time. The whole time. Like, I was like, ooh, like, what universe is she in now? Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was I was half expecting to 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 see something like the Annihilators. Okay. You know, I, I, well, I, I I I but but we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um. What I like is that for those who have been following, I think there's enough breadcrumb trails for you to you know come to your own conclusions about what's about to happen as it closes. But for those who don't know, they're allowed a somber moment, but they don't play it too somber. Whereas when you find out that she's not dead, it's a rug pulled out from underneath you, you know? Um, so I thought that was all done well. And I thought giving Monica this big moment was cool. Kamala had her own show. Carol had her own movie. Monica gets this big moment here. And she's going to be the liaison, seemingly, at least for one connection uh, to, to a, a different reality. So I think that's also very, very cool. Um, so uh, they go back. And... Is it that Carol or Kamala moves into Maria's old house? Uh, it is uh, Kamala's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the way the way the mom talks to the to the son about oh, this is a great place to raise children. Oh, I think right, she makes right, some right. kind of comment like that. I think that's so what I think they're trying to say it's going to be her house. Because we also saw got... Carol's metal that weird picture with the prince. Carol well, I mean the house the like, house the house is big enough so they could all live there but just you know you know Carol Carol, <laughs> Carol is going to be in and out you know on space adventures it's going to mostly be the cons the cons house Yeah I like so does that, that mean they, if they do if they do a Miss Marvel season 2 is that means she's going to be in Louisiana you know, the, the, the the hero of Louisiana I'm like come on be... man Jersey East Coast Beast Coast what you doing out here Um like, no, she needs chopped cheeses and stuff. We can't have her out there. <laughs> are they cooking halal food in Louisiana? I don't know. We got these are important questions we got to ask, man. We need to know this. We need to know this. Will, will she be encountering the vampires from True Blood? Yeah, I also. Oh yeah, sucky. I mean, sucky. which is a, a a rogue variant. 
Uh, so there's, yes, there's that yes. out there and there's that out there in the world. But, um, I, I love that. Um, yeah, seemingly they have this whole house together. Maybe it's just temporary. We'll see. But the idea is that they are going to wait for Monica the same way Monica's mom was going to wait for Monica the same way Monica's mom thought Monica would come back from the blip. They are willing to believe that there's a possibility that Monica will come back from wherever she is currently. Um, and they reminisce a little bit about this little short lived team up, which inspires, uh, the ending scene of this where Kamala seeks out another hero to create a, uh, group when she shows up at Kate Bishop's house and in a very, in a scene very reminiscent, almost directly ripped out of uh, the end of Iron Man one. Literally. Uh, she welcomes Kate Bishop to a new world while also saying that she's not the only superhero in it. And there's some illusions that they might be bringing in um, Cassie Lang. I thought that was very well done. I thought that was very fun. Again, reminiscent. I'm a fan of the MCU. So you just did an MCU reference <laughs> in the MCU. And again, I don't know how she would have known Nick Fury said that to Iron Man. I don't care, really. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. I thought it was all cute enough on the face of it. Um, and her trying to be like doom and gloom in the hat, sitting in the chair. I thought all of that really worked. And it, I, the delight on my face just to see Kate Bishop in her outfit. Just like, I felt like I haven't seen her in so long. And she's just there. And I'm like, I remember you. You were cool. And this other girl's cool. So now y'all going to be cool friends. Um, B Roke, what do you think of this uh, ending of this film? I'll be honest with you. I was more excited about this part of the movie than I was the after credit scene. Interesting. Because, because like I, we, we spoke about this in the past, the X-Men and the fantastic four. I, I can, I can wait. I can wait another year or two or even three years. I, I don't need that rushed. However, if, if one thing has been set up, which they finally got to here, th this whole phase four, phase five time is the young Avengers slash champions or whatever they want to do mm -hmm. that's been set up. They, they introduced, you know, Isaiah Bradley, they've introduced what looks like either a Hulkling or scar. We we've gotten uh Cassie Lang. We've gotten Kate Bishop. We've got Miss Marvel. It's it's we we've got the, the, the twins that they can pull out of the fabric of reality so it's there so somebody it's, it's, somebody please go pick up america because she's in carmitage and they ain't nobody there you. her age they ain't nobody they, there right, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, she's we have out america there with bowls and stuff. <laughs> exactly all these characters they have now it's coming together and that's and for me i like that the idea that they're going to be the the, the street level the low level avengers team they're going to be fun. They're going to be young. They're going to be hip. They're going to be cool. You know, all that good stuff. So yeah. I'm really excited for for where that's going, especially seeing Kate Bishop because she she definitely was a lot of fun in the Hawkeye show. So, yeah, give me that. Give me that and give me that like right after Deadpool and I'll be happy. You know, another movie where the, the, the some of them start to meet up. Hey, oh, let's go meet up with Kate and this or oh, Cassie's over here. You know, give me that. I need that. I'm really excited. I dig for it. it. I feel it. The... I've been waiting. I've been wanting Young Avengers ever since uh, Tommy, ever since the Wanda's kid showed up in WandaVision. I've been wanting Young Avengers for 
a long time. Matter of fact, ever since ever since Keener and Iron Man three, like <laughs> I've been wanting Young Avengers, and this and this set it up perfectly. Like it's probably going to come out sometime before Kang Dynasty. I'm calling it probably 2025, summer 2025. <laughs> oh, you think it's going to come out before all that big stuff? Oh yeah, most definitely. Just to, just to give yeah. us a young version of Kang. I just, I just, I think this is the new lifeblood injected. These new chemistries with these new characters, their backgrounds, their their futures together, futures that we know from comics, futures that they may tr- change and twist. All that's super interesting. What if we get Kid Loki, you know, doing what he does with the Young Avengers, oh, yeah. which is a whole thing there. Uh, who knows? But yeah, man, it really, really set things up. Um, in one sense, they set things up for the future. And then in a mid credit scene, Monica Rambeau wakes up in a parallel universe where she is greeted by an alternate version of her mother, Maria Rambeau, who is identified as binary and the mutant scientist, Hank McCoy, AKA Beast, who says that Charles would like an update. Bum, bum, bum. She's stuck in the X-Men universe. Which X-Men universe? Yo, I lost my ever-loving shit <laughs> in the theater. I was like, Kelsey Graham, he's talking about, like, oh, shit, wait. And he's got the lab coat. That's, that felt good. <laughs> he's got the lab and coat the on. Line, he looked comic accurate, beast from the yeah, 90s the, X-Men. Yep. He had the underbite, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, so I wonder if they're going to try to establish a completely new X-Men universe. Or just tie one of the ones that are hanging and dangling. Um, Because we have two, three timelines? I want to tell you, there are three Uh, X-Men timelines they can pull from. And from what I'm looking at, especially considering we've already seen the Xavier from this timeline, what it looks like, is this is the X-Men animated series timeline. That would be very interesting. That'd be very interesting because this this right. is not the beast. This is not the beast from. That's what X3. I'm saying. It's not ex- it's not exactly the beast from X3, and um, you know. So they're pulling from that '90s era look, which is the animated series, which I'm all for. I'm I'm fine with that. Like you want right. to keep pulling from that universe, well, especially considering they are doing X Men '97. So that could right. pay off to promote that. Um, right, they wouldn't have the did- same Charles though, because his ass is dead. Right? right, yeah, because you know we we are getting the comic book ver- accurate version of Wolverine in Deadpool three, so maybe it's that universe's X Men that that we saw in Deadpool's universe because all his X Men are still alive. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And there's no there's no even proof that this is where everything lies. There could also be, you know, we could. This could be one of many universes that ends oh, up getting yeah. broken and ruptured into this. So this could be one universe with X Men, a different universe with Fantastic Four, a different universe with Spider People, etc. and so forth. But the thing is, it's starting to happen. It, the leaks are starting to happen. We've seen our our second slash third Infinity Stone. This is where we're at. In the, you know, like it's not just one. One was like off. Uh, it happens. You know, we did the we did uh, No Way Home. Okay, ruptures, multiverse. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's falling apart now. Now people are getting stuck on other sides. Uh, somebody helped the vulture. He's stuck where Morbius is at. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> and we, somebody needs to help his. Uh, he's, <laughs> no, I hope that's, vulture that's, needs. That's going to be Madam Web. That's going to be Madam Web. That's going to be Madam Web's job. 
What is yeah. what is our purpose in this universe? To get Vulture the hell out of here. Yes, and they were locking the door on the Sony verse, so no one could come in and no one can come out. Yeah, that's it. We're stuck here. Craven, sit down. You're stuck with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, sit, sit down, Tom Hardy. You can't go anywhere either. You keep trying to go out the window. We're not gonna let you. Um, but yeah, again, I thought this film was was short, uh, swift. Dug the pacing, dug the characters, made me excited for the future of Marvel, and I'd go see it again. Um, you saw it twice, B-Rogue, and if it was a, any of a dour or longer or, you know, more boring movie, you would have been pulling your hair out. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I the second time around, I, I was still enjoying it, still laughing at, at the lines, still enjoying the reveals. You know, I still got the the, the goosebumps from seeing Kate Bishop oh. and, then, and then Beast. And then also, something we haven't even mentioned, um, Binary. Seeing yeah, Maria, right? seeing Rame, Rame, Maria Rambeau as binary, another form of Captain Marvel, because she was another Captain Marvel yep. in Multiverse of Madness, and now here she is the binary form of Captain Marvel. So it's like, whoa, that's that's some yeah. Cool is, stuff. is Carol an anomaly? <laughs> if Maria keeps getting the powers other places, is Carol the the odd one mm-hmm. <laughs> in the the odd variant, the Sylvie of it all? That'd be pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, you know. So, and I, and, I, and bro, what about perfect, when? And, no, I was gonna say, what about when the the brother was praying, and Nick Fury's like, "Are you praying? I didn't tell you to stop." <laughs> we need everybody. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, he said, "We're gonna need." He said, "We're gonna need everybody." Samuel Jackson was having a blast in this. No, someone must have told him that he didn't just have like a a, a whole civil war down with the scrolls <laughs> a couple months either before or after this. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I completely, I completely dug this. Um, and I'm excited for what the future Marvel has to hold. Um, and knowing that Deadpool's up on the horizon, we still got some shows to be released. Echoes coming. We're going to be diving Echo, in some of that. Yeah, man. I- I'm excited for the rest of this. But, um, yeah. Wait, uh, uh, that- wait. I'm sorry. Another, another clue to give us that this must have taken place before Secret Invasion. This movie was supposed to come out like six months before Secret Invasion. That's true. That is true. It's supposed to come out in July. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they named well, um, Tal- Talos names um, that general or that king. He says, um, "Oh, Emperor George, George." Yeah, he, yeah. He says we everyone who's not in Emperor George's colony, he called down to Earth. Um, so there's some connection there that they could tie or want to tie or whatever. Uh, and then you got Gaia, who's just like has more powers than Captain Marvel, just walking around earth so we might want to we might want to tie up that loose end when we can uh but we're tying up all the loose ends we can here uh, as part of uh comic book click we'll be coming back next week to tackle uh loki season two is there anything else you guys want to say on the marvels uh i hope the annihilators are coming through give us silver <laughs> surfer and beta ray bill and i can't wait for uh captain marvel 3 and mephisto did it and mephisto, yes, mephisto. Did it. Mephisto always did it. <laughs> why, why you, you had to spoil that, man? You had to spoil that. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. We're going to talk about that next week. Um, hey, no, what I want to right. What, what I want to say is, <laughs> give the movie a chance, guys. Don't don't listen to the reviews. You know, yeah. don't let it. Let, you know, go go see it. Go see it in theaters. Don't wait for it to be on Disney Plus. You're going to want to see the spectacle. Give it, yeah. give it a chance. Give it yeah. a chance. Get out there. Get out there. Support this movie. And show us some love. Don't just don't just listen to the corny reviews. 
Yeah, man. It's it's always fun on this side. And even when it, uh, the stuff that we cover is not that fun, we always find a way to make it fun. Uh, so thank you guys for both being on this episode of the podcast. Uh, well, like I said, we're, re- we're returning next week with Loki Season 2 talk um, as we finish out this year. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, for sharing it. You know, you, every episode of the Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast, Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. The easiest way to find us is to go to comicbookclick.com because that's the one stop for everything comic book click. Our merchandise articles written by us, and um, it's the quickest way for you to get to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as three dollars a month, ten cents a day, you can help keep our lights on here as uh, we try to afford the hardware and the software that we need each and every week to provide content to you guys free of charge. There's over 300 episodes of the Major Issues Podcast available at comicbookclick.com but like I said it's available wherever podcasts are found the easiest way to find it Google Major Issues Podcasts and we'll be the first ones to pop right up uh, so that's exciting but we're all over social media constantly trying to engage with you guys uh, it's been a hell of a week for us in social media this week <laughs> with some of the posts going uh, viral for good or bad reasons depending on what we're talking about but we're always talking about something so make sure you're joining in on the conversation by going to facebook.com slash comicbookclick Instagram at comic book click or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hottest days and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh, I am at major issues CBC on Twitter and also at major issues CBC on Twitch. I think tomorrow I'll be finishing up the story mode for Marvel Spider-Man two, um, uh, which is exciting. Ooh. I can't wait to finish playing that game. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but we're hoping to do more in the future when the, when these other games drop. We're supposed to be getting a, uh, update on Suicide Squad kills the Justice League soon. I'm uh, figuring out what's all going on there. But yeah, uh, follow us wherever we are. Um, support us however you can. Uh, A-Rob, where can people find you? Uh, everyone can find me at A-Rob the Marvel Guy. You can find me at A-Rob the Marvel Guy on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Uh, just anywhere though, for social media or anywhere with content you can find me just sharing uh creating doing anything with marvel it's all marvel baby it, it, the marvel <laughs> train doesn't stop more it doesn't stop morty it doesn't stop no, it, not no, it doesn't. Marvel, morty. <laughs> 1000 1000 episodes uh b rogue do you want to be found you can find me right here guys you, enjoy <laughs> me? you can find me right here Hey bro, hey bro, you're always welcome here. You're always welcome here. I um but uh yeah, I guess that all that's left to say is that uh bring and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't. Cause I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books, comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because it'll mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's playing Charles Xavier and nobody wants that. He's going to try to jump on that train, bro. That train's moving and it's got money behind it. Rock, stay away. <laughs> so make sure you're following <laughs> us. Get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full and join us next week for our Loki season two recap and review. But my name is George Serrano, AKA The Don. And I'm A-Rob, the Marvel God. And I am Alex, a.k.a. B-Roke, but not tired of the Marvels. And remember, whether you get your powers from a light, a staff, you got that X gene, or you're part of Generation X, always remember that we are the click, and always remember that you, yes, you, are worthy.